Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of Kayfabe Comparison. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer, and I am joined, as always, by the Cass Lush. Cass, how you doing? Hey, now, I'm doing fantastic. We are coming off a fantastic week. That's two back, that's back-to-back fantastics. I'm fantastic, and we're... Open one up for the working man. We're starting off early today, boys and girls. I just want to go ahead right off the bat and say thank you so much for the downloads. Uh, Last week's episode is easily our fastest downloaded episode. It is. Might be our most downloaded episode. We will find out. Uh, It seems like you guys are telling your friends, though. That's awesome. Yes, indeed. That's what I was saying. I'm feeling fantastic, and we're coming off a fantastic episode, and that was our, our, our really our first countdown episode or how would you call it top 10 episode it was our it was our top list episode if you will list up that's better list episode and wow was it a good one i really enjoyed doing it and i really enjoyed listening to it back just as a podcast listener my own dang podcast same it's it's Um, rare it's rare that i get a chance to actually listen to the whole show but i i enjoyed it i enjoyed it yeah well i always have to listen to it but um, I hope I get to listen to this one a few times. It's Royal Rumble 2000. That's what we're covering today, and it's the yeah, new baby. format where we're just yeah. doing one show and breaking it down. So here one we go. One show. It's a nostalgia deep dive today, and the kayfabe comparison will be my opinion versus the one of the KG cast. So let's just dive right into it here, man. Uh, it's the Royal Rumble 2000. Um, a lot was going on at this time. Um, so like the cover story for the pro wrestling torch at this time, because it was still like printed, uh, back in 2000, uh, was that Vince Russo got demoted this week, uh, in WCW. So he was no longer oh, okay. doing the booking, which means he was there less than a year. Uh, and they gave him all that money and, and, and when he got demoted, I believe that meant that what, what I've read and seen, he just, they didn't demote him to anything else. He just didn't do anything they just yeah, that, paid that is, him to go away well i think at this point they demoted him and they were gonna have him try and work with eric bischoff oh okay. uh, that probably, probably lasted back. like a day it lasted i think a couple weeks but yeah, yeah. because they um, ended up just paying him to just go home and yeah yeah right. so of course too like steve austin is out of the picture on this um this pay-per-view obviously it's the height of the attitude area it's the like the first pay-per-view in the year 2000. So um, yes, yeah, uh, Austin's out with a neck injury, and that really kind of put a damper on the star power of the show, I would say. Um, but yeah, uh, apparently yeah. there's actually some backstage uh, politicking between The Rock and Mick Foley at this time. Uh, I guess they weren't really on the same page. Uh, it's kind of weird to go back and see this, you know, because it's like in hindsight, it's like, oh, everybody loves each other and they were all brothers and they were a tag team. But it's cool to go back and see like the nitpicky things like the quote unquote dirt sheets said. Uh, but before we get too far into the kayfabe news, let's actually just go ahead and touch on this open here, man. What did you think about this awesome intro package for Triple H versus Cactus Jack? I thought it was really good. Oh, it was great, man. It was like a mix of Attitude Era with the New Generation Era with the the, the voice of the commentary, everything going on. Uh, good time. Um, when I was younger, I was kind of missing that New Generation Era because Sean was my guy. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, you know now I look back on it and I I you know obviously the attitude era is amazing so uh it was yeah cool opening like I said a mix between the both and a great package for all for not Austin uh Triple H and Cactus Jack uh, as he was called for this pay-per-view at this time in the World Wrestling Federation Cactus Jack three faces of foley we get cactus today cactus yeah, man, the hardcore legend himself, Cactus Jack. Uh, yeah, I have a sentimental soft spot for, like, this moment in wrestling. Yeah, I mean, for sure. This this pay-per-view is, like, um, I was about to go to high school, and so I was about to start wrestling with my buddy up the street. Uh, and, yeah. like, that's kind of led to the six. I think there were, like, there ended up being almost, like, 22 or 23 of us. Um, but then it was only, like, six of us that actually trained to be wrestlers. Um, wow. So yeah, I got a little nostalgic about that watching this this pay per view. Nice. Good times, but yeah, I mean, let's get right into it. The first match on the card here is Kurt Angle still with hair versus the surprise in Taz. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought the promo by Angle on the New York crowd was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like just dogging the Knicks and doing that classic heel heat where you just bash the local sports teams. I always think it's funny. Um, and then the pop that Taz got was absolutely insane. Uh, and the match itself, like it was pretty quick. Uh, it was good. The work that was there was good. Um, at one point I think Taz like, yeah, angles suplex Taz on the floor and that looked like it was pretty stiff. Um, the guys definitely had chemistry and that super to belly to belly off the top rope was insanely good. I thought the work was solid. I thought it told a good story. I thought they were quick in and out. Uh, Taz got the questionable win with the choke out spot too. Uh, and if I'm diagramming this just as as it was and as it is, uh, the match itself, I gave it three stars. I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's just that wow. where it went after this, I think this is like uh, this is like his debut, and this is the height of Taz's career as a wrestler in the WWF, in my opinion. <laughs> like, uh, but I thought the match was great. I thought it told a good story. I thought it was quick. It's one of those fast matches that we like. It's like, why spend too much time? You've got the drama already there. The crowd's hot. It's a good opener. Three stars for me, so a solid B to a B minus. Um, what did you think about Kurt Angle versus Taz? Wow, man. Well, I guess this is what the people like because I, I came at this from a totally different angle. I saw this match and broke it down from a totally different perspective. Um, I'll start at the beginning, though. I do agree. One of the only things I agree with you with is the beginning and the great promo by Angle. This is early prom. This is early Angle. Um, you know, he he's 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 just getting his feet wet. He's not a veteran on the mic like he ends up becoming, where he can be right. funny, he can be a heel, he can be a babyface. He's actually very underrated at his comedy. When he had that comedy stretch, that was great. But he is doing, you know, since he is new, he's killing it, though. He's doing the easy stuff, like you said, picking on the New York crowd, going after the sports teams. Easy stuff, but yeah. even though those are easy things to do, the way he says it is just great, uh, uh, flawless. You know, he, he does. He says it so easy. But you also start to see the beginning of the, the character of Kurt Angle because he even stops and says, it's true. Now, he doesn't repeat it. It's true. It's true. But he says something. The oh, crowd goes, And he says, oh, you it's, it's true. true. It's true, and it's like it's funny because that's the that's the genesis of that. He yeah. that's just part of him, and that's what everybody says. You know, the way to make a superstar is you take that person and turn it up, and you could tell that the words "it's true" is just part of Kurt Angle. He hears the crowd yeah. booing, so he stops and says, "No, but it's true." His, and dude, his natural heel like 
charm is there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like his natural heel persona just fit him so well at this time. Yeah, and what's cool about this show and giving everybody the reason to go back is, you, you know, when you see it in real time, you don't realize. Like, you know, Seth Rollins and all these people have probably done stuff that we saw in real time. And now if we go back now and see it, you're like, oh, man, that's the first time you did that. So or you could or, oh, that's just part of Seth Rollins. That wasn't something somebody gave right. him like, oh, it's true. Right. It's true. You can definitely just it's really cool to see that in this. You know, you get to see Angle and like. And, and see him build he's building the character and there's some things that he keeps and some things that he doesn't and uh so that was kind of fun to watch i picked up on that um other than that man i think this whole thing could have been booked better i think you should have saved angle and taz these are two similar guys these two matt wrestlers you know in-ring technicianist bret hart type guys um Two guys you could have like built up as almost a um, a dream match. I felt like watching yeah. it here. I felt like this could have been saved for a dream match, mm-hmm. and, and especially knowing what you know after, sure. where it just kind of died out. Um, but even then, it was. I just felt like this felt like something that should have been built up a little better and and made more special. Maybe that's because I'm thinking now that I say it. You know, maybe that's because I'm thinking of Angle now. But you know. Really, to correct myself, Angle at this time wasn't the Angle of now. He's really yeah. he is an Olympic gold medalist, so there is still that. So maybe he's I'm still undefeated. Right. You know what I mean? Like he this, is still he's undefeated. still really early on in his career. I thought right. I, I think the pairing is great. I think it's a great debut. I think the pairing Angle's is, already over. I think the pairing's good. I just feel like they could. I feel like they should have saved it. And 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 I'm not definitive on that, but right, right, it was right. just my first reaction to it. But I'm not against it. I do think it's good. And and hey, making Taz win could build Taz because Angle um, has never has, has never won. Um, it also might be the first time I ever say this. I thought this uh, this is probably the first time I've ever said this. I think the match was too short. It's too short. Oh wow! Felt like it ended way too that soon. Was solid. And I think they also um, relied on commentary to tell the story. Um, they were really relying on commentary to tell everybody um, about Taz's move, about the chokehold, about it being like a, a sleeper, and then stuff about Kurt and Kurt being undefeated. And, and that's commentary's job. It just felt like there was. Really, it was such a short match. Nothing really going on. Commentary kind of told the story real quick, and then they went to the finish um, is how I saw it. And then I didn't like the kind of schmoz-type finish of, no, but that was illegal, and Jim Ross acting like he didn't understand. But Jim Ross is supposed to be the, the play-by-play who knows everything, and it's he knows when you bought your first toaster for your first apartment, and but he doesn't. I don't know. I didn't really like – I didn't like the finish – I gave it a D. I, I, I did not like the finish. I, I thought this could have been a lot better. Right. Wow. And that's D. all I got to say about I, that. I mean, yeah, I I don't know how you can give it, it a D. Been done better, I mean, the, the, match, the match wasn't bad, though. The work was good. good. The work wasn't was good. good. It was they, good. They weren't in there long enough to, to give us good work. Oh, I disagree with that altogether. Um, but, yeah, man, a little bit more about the dirt sheets at this time, too, just to give you a – a better picture of where we really are at uh, this week. The week of this Royal rumble is the same week that um, Chris Benoit won the WCW title on the other show uh, at a pay-per-view and then literally like just left the company with Dean wow. Malenko and Eddie Guerrero and Perry Saturn. Like, so all those guys asked for their release 
um, around the same the same time, right after sold out. Uh, also in negotiations is Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage. Both their contracts were coming up, and they were. Uh, if, if you listen to this other podcast, they did actually talk to the WWF at this time about coming back. Of course, it was just a ploy to get more money out of Turner, and it worked. Um, so good for them. Yeah, but moving on here, let's get into the next uh, match. Uh, there, there's like kind of a promo here from like for the the Dudleys and the Hardys, and the package was good, but the interviews were not. Uh, the Hardys were not good on the mic at the time. It was really bad. And then like. What the Dudleys did in the ring to like try to gain some heat from the New York crowd, it just wasn't nearly as good as what Angle had literally just done in the first match. So mm-hmm. I thought that whole thing was a miss. Like, the, uh, like the 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 crowd was hot with the entrance of the Dudleys, and it's almost like they they brought the crowd down by talking to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you notice any of that in like the promos or anything? No. Yeah, I noticed that 100%, and I I think you articulated it better than I could have, but I definitely noticed a dip in the in the crowd after the entrance um and that was 100% why i mean it just was kind of double dipping on yeah. on the on the heat double For dipping sure. on the heat man For sure. Brother. I'm going to go ahead and let you lead this one. It's match number 2. It's yeah, the man. Dudley Boys versus this is the Hardy Tables match. Yeah, Dudley Boys versus the Hardy. Sorry, uh you were breaking up a bit there at the end. Dudley Boys versus the Hardy's Tables match as you just said. Um, and my first note is crowd, crowd dead, dead, just really dead at the beginning. Um, and then they're quickly picked up with, you know, amazing stuff going on by Jeff as always. Um, and, and really this time, the Hardys, Dudleys, Edge and Christian, all that, this is kind of like the birth of the, uh, spot fest that we see. Yeah. Oh, totally. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Birth of it. Um, there's, and this match kind of had a lot of like, it's almost like maybe it's because this is early on, but I felt like a lot of time was wasted on setting up spots on like setting up things and, and, you know, tables. sometimes, especially with the smaller guys, like the Hardys, the tables were a little harder to, to set up. And, yeah. um, and it just felt like that, you know, cause setting up the tables and there were, it was almost like the tables were heavy. It felt like a lot of time was wasted on, on setting up spots. Um, both Matt and Jeff, um, both were doing impressive high risk maneuvers at this point. Matt was doing more than he ended up doing later on in his career. They did their cool like tag team, both jumping off. Um, yeah. and you know, to uh like a one one did a, a splash and one did a leg drop. They did that whole thing um to a table and I think the Dudleys moved. Um, and you got the 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 holy shit chance going on. Um, scary chair shots to to, uh bubba even jr says after matt does the chair shot even jr says man i think bubba has a concussion and yeah he's just trying to work it up you know but it's kind of funny because yeah he might actually have a concussion your boy got hit square in the forehead there yeah um ends with the iconic swanton bomb off the madison square garden ledge uh jeff hardy they use that video all the time i didn't realize that was the match yeah. Um, but they used Jeff jumping off that ledge to into uh, I don't know if it was Bubba or Devon, I can't remember, but he he, he does it into the table, which Bubba. is the, yeah, which is the last table spot to win it because I, I believe both men have to go through the table, and so the Hardys win. Um, I'm at like a a, a C plus to a B minus. 
like I said, I think the reason it, it could have gotten higher, it just felt like there was some some drag time on setting up spots. It felt like it really sure. slowed down in between yeah. spots. Yeah. Um, could have been done better. And then, but I say that they both teams improved and figured yeah. out how to do it better, and they ended yeah. up having like an. I think we've graded their match in A the the triple threat one tables, items, yeah. chairs. Um, so they definitely figured out how to do it better, but, um, this is the learning stage and it, it was great. It was good. Just, just, yeah. What did you think about it, man? Man, I thought I'm about the same as you. I think I liked it a little bit more and probably just because I was biased. Uh, but I also tried to keep in mind that there wasn't a TLC before. Like, again, I tried to right. come at it from like yeah. that clear angle. Like if this is a fresh show, um, and of course, though, too, I've just I've already talked about how like this show specifically was really nostalgic for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was high spot after high spot and like tease after tease. But I thought it was pretty well done. And the crowd was definitely hot for it. I, dude, I made the same note about how vicious those those chair shots were. I mean, good Lord. Like, um, but yeah, yeah, I actually I thought that this one, like like you said about the last one, I felt like this one could have used a little bit more time. It did feel yeah. a little short. Um, it did. And I think that, that that would have made the difference for me. Like, so I gave this one a B, uh, a solid B to maybe even a B plus. Um, but yeah, th- that's where it was for me. I-, I think it could have been an A match had it just gotten a little bit more time. And yeah, maybe not not as much lag between. But at the same time, too, it's like and a TLC is just a whole other team to be setting up like stuff. Well, you can right. actually have like an exchange. Yeah, you exactly. Know, like, but but yeah, I, I agree with with your assessment there for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, moving on here, we get a backstage segment with Angle saying he's still undefeated since he technically got choked, which is a really right. smart way to kind of keep building that feud. Um, and then back in the ring, the Fink introduces the judges of the Miss Rumble Bikini Contest. <laughs> yeah, buddy, hey, here we go. Okay, so it's Ivory, Terry Reynolds, Jacqueline, BB, who I had completely forgotten about, uh, Luna and the cat. Uh, this was pretty, it was pretty cringy. Um, you forgot about one person. We'll get there. Okay. But okay. it was hilarious. Uh, I, I will say that, like, it's strange how, like, these bikinis were not flattering to the rear ends of any of these ladies. I felt like none of them really had any bottom. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I was surprised. I mean, really, Ivory. I, I did not know that she had that back there, but I appreciated it. Yeah, I appreciated a I few of them. They were all pretty, kind of uh, like flat ass, to be honest. But I think that's just because of the time. I think it's that ninety. I know it's two thousand, but it's that nineties type. Bottom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're uh, we're like weeks into two thousand at this point. Yeah. So. Hey, Freddie Blassie coming out for some reason. Oh. Seeing him, it felt like the Queen of England. It felt like I know. It's like, yeah, it's like it was like he holy. Is. He is and the crowd royalty. felt like that because you're in Madison Square. He's so like, like the those res- people. He's like the wrestling pope. Classic really? Freddie yeah. Blassie is like the wrestling pope. Perfect um, crowd to be like it was Madison Square. It's like he really is. Yeah. Those people all like even right. if they like they're they know their dads like that guy. They know their grandpa. So that was kind of cool. But then what happened? The funny thing was, is like I really wanted to enjoy it, but then like my daughter was sitting there looking at at, at her little tablet, and then she looks up and asks, "What's this?" So I had to like start fast forwarding through it, and then my notes went from like, "Oh my god, yeah," to like all of a sudden they changed to, "This is degrading to women." Yeah. <laughs> and this is terrible. 
I mean, especially considering and it really you, was can tell, you can see but, that it's like a lot of those girl, women did not want to do that. No, and like, dude, that's then when there's it's just like, like what made it God, weird is made it weird is, is like you know nowadays there's actually a lot more women in the crowd that you'd think at a wrestling show, but like back then oh, it was yeah, like yeah. no, I agree. Middle-aged dudes and young oh, men, yeah, yeah. and then there's a panel of men grading them. Like great, like okay, so it basically was spelling fair, itself it's, out. It's a there. panel of men and the fabulous Mula. She was the down fa- there too. Yeah, that's true. But come on, we know about her. So anyway, um, Mula, yeah, May Young it, comes out and crashes the party. Uh, yeah. Legit flashes the crowd and all. Big Fantastic. pop, super funny. Uh, yeah. Can't yeah, really it, pop it, that. Kinda, what it kind of does is it kind of makes fun of, of itself. Like yeah. They, exactly, they exactly. even knew at the time, this is kind of degrading. So what, yeah. what are we going to do? Have May Young come out. Make it funny. Make, it, make funny. it funny. And now it's not degrading. Now we're all just making fun of each other, laughing at ourselves. And it's all a, it's a joke. You know, you have a, and they had nice bodies. Why not flaunt it? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, like, so I decided to like rate the segment and I rated it an A plus for trash comedy, but a solid D plus for wrestling content. Like, Again, was it entertaining? Yes. Did this have any place on a show like the Royal Rumble? Absolutely not. This would have been yeah. way better off on just like Raw or just Sunday Night Heat even like before the show. That would have been a perfect place to do it. Sunday perfect night. place. Yeah, I agree with the latter of your grades there. Just all together with a D something. I don't know. Not really fitting here. Didn't need it. And was kind of weird looking back on it, especially um, looking in the 2020 eyes. Uh, but yeah, moving on. What's next, my friend? Yeah, moving on here. Let's we're just gonna keep trucking right along. Uh, there's Jericho and China like arguing in the back, like they're a couple over the Intercontinental title, and that felt really, really weird. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of good to see Dave Hebner make an appearance on TV too. It's always okay. nice to see uh, the hidden twin, if you will. Uh, yeah, but the next match here is Hardcore Holly versus Chris Jericho versus China, uh, and the action between Holly and Jericho was stiff and intense. Uh, and honestly, this is kind of probably the height of like Bob Holly's in ring work, like as an actual worker. And I was su- pleasantly surprised by their exchange. Uh, and the crowd was not into China at all. Like they were booing the shit out of this. I don't know if you noticed that, but I yeah. definitely noticed that they did not like her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I thought that she had a pretty decent exchange with Jericho. And now I will say all of her stuff looked very ballet. Like it looked very like. I'm sure with a with with you know a worker like China, you're gonna have to like have a legitimate choreographed spots like that you rehearse, not just like calling the gun on the fly. She's gonna have to like know her steps and do it. You know what I mean? But Nothing China wrong was... with that. Like people do that now. I'm not even saying that like that makes her uh, bad. There's plenty of wrestlers that do that today that are right. quote unquote great work- workers. A lot but, of like, them. Yeah. So like it it is what it is. I'm just saying. Uh, you know that Jericho and Holly were much more called in the ring guys. So like mm-hmm. her spots felt very like all, like a totally different like style spot. of wrestling. Yeah. Yes, like spots and not like wrestling really. I don't know how else to say that. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I was I was actually pleasantly surprised by it. I was I was, thought it was gonna be way worse than it was. Um, maybe I just remember it poorly and my bias got in the way. Uh, but it was it was a pleasant surprise, man. Jericho hits the lion salt on China and got a clean win and is your official Intercontinental Champion. I enjoyed mm-hmm. that. I, I gave it I gave the match two and a half stars, so a solid C plus, uh, possibly a B minus at best. 
Uh, but really, I feel safer just saying C plus for me. What do you think about this three way dance? Yeah, man. First, I want to start off with uh, going back to the backstage with Dave Hebner. We don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, face surgery. It's they did a really good job. We don't know if that's Earl or Dave, um, but we do know that one of them had the surgery to make right. one look like each other. So Paid we don't know. Million dollar man. Maybe you know, million dollar man. He's the million dollar man. He had a lot of money to have good face surgery, so that could have been Earl. Still, we don't know. I mean, we really don't know. Face surgery, you, you can't tell. Yeah, the, the, there was no stitches that people I saw. People don't know that they're not really twins, and that the that people Ted don't realize that. You know, it came out of Ted's wallet, and he did a good job, and that's why I don't know. I see that you say it's Dave. How do I know? It could be Earl. I, I didn't see any yeah, stitches. Um, but uh, so Jericho very over with this crowd. Oh, heel yeah. Jericho. He's a heel. But yeah, he's, he's a heel. heel. Um, but he kind of was, and and the crowd is is digging him, and commentary kind of points at that. I don't like, and I don't remember, and I don't like a co-IC champion. Um, I'm going to have to look more into that. I think that storyline's stupid. Both of them were the IC champ. I'm, I'm yeah, sure it's, I it's, could they, guess. Well, they teased the same kind of spot, too, where they, like, both had the cover right. on Holly. Like, like yeah. no, don't do it again. You know, yeah. And that spot failed, dude. Whenever they did that, they both jumped off the top rope. And it it got so they weren't the even crowd felt yeah exactly and the crowd got so flat it was like they were confused it wasn't because they thought it sucked it was because they were like huh is that supposed to be exciting that they both jumped off the top ropes and did that because they didn't do a good job they're like nobody got what was happening nobody understood that oh they're both gonna be co-champions again it's like literally the crowd was just like looked at it like huh it was kind of a weird moment. And that was my number one note of, of how much the crowd fell flat. And my other big note is how stupid the whole co-IC champion thing was. Um, but I, other than that bad stuff, the match itself, other than that little bad spot there where they got the crowd dead, um, I thought they did a good job at the triple threat, man. I thought they had like a fast pace where like um, they kind of had a reason for one man to be down on the mat for two to go back at each other. Cause that's kind of what you have to do either throw, you know, usually I throw somebody outside of the ring and then two start wrestling and they kind of did like a fast paced thing and they took turns, you know, one person would fall, would be hit down on the ground, two would go and then the other one would get back up and they just found a reason. It wasn't really, sometimes you'll see where they just throw somebody outside of the ring and really the other person's just laying there for way longer than they would lay there. If it was a singles match, you know, which doesn't really make sense. Like, you throw somebody outside of the ring in a singles match, they get right back up and come in. But if it's a triple threat, you throw somebody out. You throw somebody out. They lay there forever, so you can make a match. And two people. This match didn't use that crutch, because when right. you do that in a triple threat, everybody forgets that person got thrown out. Obviously, in a singles match, you don't forget because that's the other person in the match. This match didn't use the crutch, I guess, and that's what makes a really good triple threat match, like uh, Sean uh, Benoit. And Triple H did a really good job at that. And and really, it's a simple thing to figure out. And it always makes for a good triple threat match. Um, and people always praise those. This kind of had that. I mean, surprisingly to say, China, YGJ, and Bob Holly, they kind of did that. It was like fast-paced. They didn't just throw somebody down. Each person kept getting up, and they kept kind of – it's like a circle, you know, in a – 
going around and around and around, and, and, it, and it worked. I really liked it. Um, I like that it wasn't too long because of the, the weird triple threat match, especially that there's a co-championship involved. Y2J ends up wins, winning. Um, looked like China was going to win uh, with the with the walls, but Y2J ends up winning. I give it a C plus to a to a B. Yeah, a, I think I, so. We're, so we're roughly yeah. in the same in the same ballpark there. Like I said, I said a solid P. Or you had. I said a C plus. I said a C, C plus. plus. Okay, we're about the same on that one. Yeah, I, I didn't hate it. I actually liked it. Yeah, man. Uh, speaking of things that I that I really enjoyed, uh, the Rock is is cutting a promo in the back. Uh, he's at the absolute height of his gimmick at this point, too. He's hungry. Uh, he's just kind of killing it. Uh, I love that he called out, like, Mosh, uh, Headbanger Mosh and Crash yeah. Holly. I thought that was really funny. It was a great promo. I mean, A+. plus. Uh, this dude may be the best Mike man of all time. So, yeah, I mean, just really, really oh, yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Uh, then we got a package for the New Age Outlaws versus the Acolytes, and I enjoyed the package. I had forgotten about this match. Um, but yeah, I'm, I was pretty pumped to see it. Um, then yeah. it kind of happened. Then the bell rang hey as now. our, as our friends like to say, uh, yeah. So the acolytes charge out and it's a brawl from the jump. Uh, the match doesn't ever really settle in. It's just kind of chaos. And there wasn't really a structure. It was like, right. I, you, I, you didn't know if it was a tag match, if it was a tornado, if it was a no DQ, it's just chaos. Xbox come, Xbox comes out and interferes. The whole thing was really short. It was kind of a letdown. It was too fast to really make anything out of, and it was just it, – it's like the match never really officially even got started, and then it was there was a finish. It was like I don't, I don't understand. I just didn't – it was way too fast, way too rushed. Uh, Billy Gunn, Snuck, and uh, Famous are on Bradshaw, and that's how the Outlaws retain. Uh, so I gave the match one and a half stars. So a D, maybe a D plus. Because, um, I mean, the guys it, – it was brutal. It was just – you could. I mean, it's not their fault they got their time cut. You know what I mean? Like – Right. It, it's not like the in-ring work was. It was just so fast. It, it was just hard to latch onto as a fan. Um, more booking than the workers' faults, but yeah, one and a half stars for me. Yeah, the match was only two minutes and fifty, or yeah, two minutes fifty seconds long. So around three minutes long, not long at all. And like you said, it just never really got going. It was kind of a cluster to begin with. Um, the positive things though were, dude. Road Dogs whole rap, you know, oh you didn't know, and his whole little speech at the beginning with Billy Gunn, they could have done that for straight up third. Why they didn't just do that for the the next thirty years and yeah. just keep going? I mean, they were so over it. I don't think that would have ever died. They could. That's one of those gimmicks that should have just kept going. Crowd here loves it. Um, I used to love that as a kid. I think they should have just stuck with that and never quit. Um, probably not their fault. Who knows? Um, but it was rough and physical and fast paced, man. You know, every time you get Bradshaw in there and also, um, and homeboy, uh, damn, whatever his name is, Ron Simmons, <laughs> Ron Simmons, got it. Farouk, um, man, they're going at it. Uh, okay, that's, I had to get there. I had to get there. It's always rough and physical. And, and it was, it was looking like it was going to be pretty good. I was actually really into it at the beginning, man. It was like. Acolytes were opening up a can of whoop ass, dude. And then, and then all of a sudden, they're on the outside. The ref gets knocked down. And then X Pac comes out. And then X Pac gets knocked right back out with Brad by Bradshaw. And then the surprise famous to Bradshaw because I guess he's in the momentum of hitting X Pac. I think is when that happened. Um, and like I said, it's about less than it's a little less than three minutes long. 
uh, Billy Gunn gets the pin after after the Famouser. I'm not like a, a D to a C. Um, I, I actually didn't hate it. I mean, it kind of felt like maybe they were rushed. They were running low on time. They knew they had the Rumble coming up, so they probably were probably it. It it, it seemed like they probably were supposed to go longer, and maybe they just had to rush it. I, I don't know, but I didn't hate it. I think they kind of made it work and make sense and was was more exciting than some of the other stuff. I don't I didn't hate it. I mean, I'm not too far off from you though. D D to a C, not nothing nothing crazy, but uh yeah, is there anything D, in D between? Plus. Yeah, is there anything between this and the Triple H Cactus Jack match? Yeah, I mean the well, I mean there was a package there that I thought was right. really damn good. Like that Gladiator style music in the background was just yeah. epic. Uh, I thought the I thought I feel like this they used that after too. I feel like they used that Gladiator. Oh thing. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but that this whole vignette and the whole like going from the original storyline all the way through, I thought it was really, really well done. I loved it. Uh, I was super, super excited to see this one. This match to me is what like really cemented these two guys as like legends. Like I knew they were already yeah. like main event guys by now, but now it's like okay, these dudes are like legends. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, let's just, uh, let's dive right in unless you got any more notes on that promo. No, man, that, that, no, not at all. So yeah, you want to go in, go in. Yeah. Okay, dude. So yeah, dude. So this whole thing was an actual brawl and most of the time I don't like hardcore matches. Most of yeah. the time I don't like gimmick matches. Most You're of the time, most of the time I don't like, uh, we don't like around, you know, stuff around the outside. You know what I mean? Like, but this match, like. It was just a fight, like straight hands in the open. Uh, I mean, then, you know, Jack kind of gets the upper hand. I mean, and if, again, like if you're going to have brawling on the outside of the ring, these are the two wrestlers to do it with. Both of these yeah. guys know how to do that really, really well while keeping you engaged. I don't know. It's like maybe it's the camera angles, too, but it's like I feel like other wrestlers don't don't aren't in the right spots. Like they don't take advantage of the cameras the right way. I, I don't know how else to say it, like production, but like. Foley and Triple H always kind of seemed to know where the cameras were going to be, and it always looked awesome. Um, man, that huge chair shot to close, like, the open segment was insane, dude. Foley just took so much shit in this, like, five-year run. I mean, when you really think about it, like, he only really wrestled full-time in the WWE for, like, five years. That's crazy. It was, like, 96 to 2001. Like, that's insane. You know what I mean? When you think about it, like, that's, right. that's yeah. wild. Like, it feels like he was there forever, but he wasn't really. Now you would have random matches here and there, but his full-time schedule was only five years. And, I mean, that's a testament to, like, these damn chair shots that he was taking and matches like this one just to begin with. Um, yeah. But, yeah, man, I mean, the guy's, like, brawling out into the fans, then back to the entrance. Uh, Hunter took a suplex onto two wooden pallets, and a chunk of wood is, like, in his calf. Uh, mm. And so, like, he has to get that out. He's like has this huge, like, gash in his, uh, like, I think it was his left calf pretty much the rest of the match. Um, I mean, Foley proceeded to pretty much beat the hell out of Triple H, too. To me, this was, like, this is the when, like, this dude could actually take big bumps, actually takes an ass-beating because I feel like he hadn't really done it, at least not to this level, ever before. Uh, and right. I, I'm pretty sure this is the first time they ever used the barbed wire 2x4 on TV. I'm pretty sure this was the first time. Um, at least 
it, it felt like it. Uh, but you could definitely tell that they used like one with the real barbed wire that like stuck into like his shirt. And then of course, like the referee gets it away and then it goes under the announce table. And then it obviously a different one comes out and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well this one is obviously not barbed wire. Uh, but I think that they got one over on the crowd cause the crowd seemed just as hot for every bump that they took on it. Um, Hunter got some really good juice in this match. Uh, the backdrop on the announce table was epic. Um, I think that this is exactly what a grudge match should be. Like when you have such a dastardly heel and like a good storyline and like an emotional, emotionally driven storyline, this is the type of blow off match that you have to have. Uh, I mean, the handcuff spots with Foley, um, especially with him like getting offense while he was handcuffed, were super well done and believable. Even though they were, you know what I mean? It's like I, 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 I got wrapped up in it, and I can still believe that with his arms tied behind him, he was still getting in. Oh man, dude, the thumbtacks come out. Foley mm. takes a big back body drop on them. Uh, then a pedigree. Uh, dude, on the clean half of the ring, boom, you know, kick out, whatever. Then he nails another pedigree on the tax for the win. This yeah. one is a banger and a personal favorite. I'm biased, but this gets four and a half stars, A plus for me. Can't go wrong. It, I mean, as far as brawls go, as far as street fights or any any of that hardcore matches, this is a five star hardcore match to me. My yeah. opinion. So I'll start off with. I'm not going to have much more to add because my my one of my notes is I usually don't like long matches outside of the ring and I I don't like hardcore matches even if they are inside of the ring. The inside outside this match was inside outside so it wasn't all out. Um I usually don't, but this was the highest grade I think I could ever give and will ever give for the time being to a match. I, I can't remember any other match that I could give a higher grade to that was a hardcore, you know, this was called yeah. a street fight, but this is a hardcore match. I gave it a B plus slash A. I couldn't decide. Um, I, I knew it was a great match. I know it's really in high regard. Um, I'm just not, people hold this match up in high regard, but I, I'm just not that big of a fan of these hardcore matches, but man, did they do it? And did they tell a story and you got to give it to them? So that's why it's up there to a B plus yeah. to an a man. They do this street fight. Um, you know, I, I, one thing I kind of thought for the first time watching this match, t- thinking about triple H today. And if we look at triple H the past five, almost 10 years, it's almost like he's trying to relive this. All of his man, he knows he can't really hang inside of the ring, maybe oh, because of his fit. No, 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 no. Hunter, he's always trying to go outside of the ring and always trying to go to the tables and always trying to do these things. And even like, if you look at like ten years ago, he was always doing stuff with tax, even if it wasn't because of Foley or, or, or and just tables and chairs. And he's always getting into stuff. And it's almost like he was trying to relive his his only. A plus match. I mean, how many A plus oh, matches does Triple H have? A lot. Every a match lot. that this dude has in the past, especially five years, he leaves the ring and goes to the announcers' tables. He's always yeah. trying to get a, a weapons involved. That's maybe me. this is why, man. Maybe psych- psychologically, why is because he knows one of the greatest matches he had was this hardcore match with Mick Foley. I don't know. 
I hate how he always has to leave the ring. This match, I didn't hate it. It made sense. I mean, you're in there with Cactus Jack, and they killed it, and they yeah. they do. I mean, everything from the tax to 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 everything, man, to the the barbed wire uh, wrap thing. It was it was really That's good. Right, yeah. Well, two by four. Well, pl- yeah, I say thing. What do you call it? A two by four? I call it a thing. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've ever. I, I'm, a what's it? I call it. Yeah, exactly. I, like I just said, I'm just reading my note here. I don't think I've ever given a hardcore match um, a rating like this. I mean, after 26, 55 minutes, this match, I wrote almost, down exactly 20, the time. Almost 26:55. No, but 26:55. Um, not 27, 26.55, Triple H gets the win. Um, yeah, man, like I said, B plus to an A. Wow, can't believe that that's an A. If you would, if I, if I would have looked, when I looked at that on paper before we did this, I would have, I would have told you, I'm probably gonna give that a C, an F to a C somewhere in that range. So, <laughs> an F to a C somewhere, somewhere in that range. Well, I'm glad that you came it to your senses get it. and at least gave it uh, B plus to an A. I'll yeah. settle for that from the cage. I'm very cast. this match this or this show. I've been very uh, indecisive. All my grades. You I were. Think, you were really indecisive. Right you were really indecisive. Maybe well, it's because I, I don't have another. I'm used to having another show. Yeah, it is. It's, I don't you know. know. It's a new experience for us I'll, guys. I'll, I'll try experience. to start. I'll be a little better next show. I'll try to come down. I'll have the balls to give it a grade. Okay. Um, all right. All right. But well, I promise no. that's what I wrote down. Look, like C to D, C to D on the Outlaws. I'm. I'm. Oh, I don't want to give you my – never mind. I don't want to give you my note on the last one. So. Okay, okay. Well, here we go. It's, it's also match, in the side. The marquee match, if you will. Uh, before we get there, though, Linda and Coach are at the WWF restaurant on Main Street. The world. And, uh, or Broadway or wherever it is, yeah. Uh, she gets her baby face promo in. Uh, and then we see the kind of like the ring crew cleaning up the ring, and the Fink kind of lays out the lay of the land for the Royal Rumble this is going to be 90 seconds now as opposed to two oh. minutes. Uh, so that cuts 30 seconds off, which makes the entrance a little bit faster. But this is probably – okay, so we talked about 1995 and how I was like, it's all job guys and then like a handful of good wrestlers. And it's like I think that there were actually some better wrestlers in 95 than there were in this Rumble, man. It was tough, tough, tough. Now, a lot of these guys, like it's not so much that they were bad. It's just that like – these guys are lower mid card or like openers. I yeah. mean, I mean, some of these guys went on to have better careers. Uh, like Christian went on to have a much better career, but at this point, he's a job guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, okay, yeah. So let's just dive nah, right in. He's not a job guy, but Christian uh, yeah, wasn't but you know a jobber, I mean. but yeah, yeah. You know, he's the upper mid card guy. He's still a yeah, curtain yeah. jerker essentially. He may not be a jobber, but he's still he's a curtain jerker. So yeah. Anyway, the D'Lo Brown and Grandmaster Saxay. Start off the rumble. The worst starting off what? of a rumble ever. What? These are the two guys that you want to lead this with into the new millennium. It's your first pay-per-view of the 2000s, and you're going to start with Grandmaster. Five years ago, you started with – yeah, five years ago, you started with Sean and, and British Bulldog, and now you're going to start with yeah. who? Oh, yeah. It gets better, guys. It gets better. Mosh is out at number three with actual, oh, okay. like, traffic cone bra, like, thing on. It was just really strange. It had to have been awful to work in. One of these uh, definitely going to win. Yeah, oh, definitely going to be a WWF title contender. But, yeah. I see that. Uh, Christian, looking like an actual 11-year-old, was out at four. 
Um, so yeah, it, I think I said this to you the other night, but like this, this whole thing, I'm only five guy or four guys in. And it felt like when you used to play like SmackDown on the PlayStation and you would have a Royal Rumble and right. it would just put random wrestlers in like, and it would make no sense the order or anything. Like that's what it felt like. That's They're just like literally just drew number out of a hat. Bruce was just like, um, you go. Uh, hey, how don't about, blame. Uh, don't blame no, not yet, not yet, not yet, not you, no, no, you, you come up front. Hey, hey, Kishi, actually, you know what? Let's give, let's give Rikishi a random ass push for no good reason. Let's just go ahead and do that in this, in this match. Like, and that's what essentially what happens. Okay. So, all right, look, so we have Rikishi out at You five. only, hold on. You only say Bruce's name in a negative, uh, you only give Bruce negative. Oh, why, Bruce. why not in, in the last match that you love be like, oh, and then Bruce booked this really well. You only just say, yeah, no oh, then Bruce and made so Pat, everybody. So Pat, Bruce so made people come down. Whatever, oh, Pat, I'm getting to that. Pat okay. did the last match. Pat booked the good match. Bruce books the bad match. Is that what it is? Kind of. Sure. Well, you know. Um, Rikishi is out at five. Uh, and then the crowd, like, at least kind of popped for him. And they got, gave more of a reaction than anybody else up to this point. Uh, Mosh is the first one. Mosh is the first one eliminated. Then Christian. Then D'Lo. Uh, and yeah, I've just forgot them giving Rikishi this push at this point. Uh, Scotty too hottie is out at six. And so then it's like all of too cool. And so they get their little dance spot in, in the middle of the damn Royal rumble. Again, I just don't think that this is, I mean, too cool. And their dance were never past the mid card. Right. I mean, am I, am I wrong in saying that? I mean, it's, it made sense at the time. I think that's what the crowd kind of wanted. I think that was over at that point. They're a little, Get down. You want me to do it for you? Get down. I know it. I'll do it. Do you? No, I don't. I, don't. I didn't yeah. think you were going to actually. Yeah, I was, I, I'd, I'd love to hear you sing. I'd love to hear you. Okay. Anyway, uh, Steve Blackman is out at number seven here. Uh, they push Rikishi <laughs> and just like kind of let him eliminate everyone, but then they give Blackman shine. Like, that didn't make any sense to me. I was like, this guy is okay. Uh, yeah, but he at least got eliminated pretty quickly. Viscera is out at eight. Uh, and this is where we get our big man moment in the Rumble that has seemed to happen in every Rumble, where it's like just Viscera and Rikishi yeah. kind of just two big Mabel. blobs of meat uh, just like hitting each other. Um, but yeah, then Rikishi actually eliminates him too. Uh, nine is Boss Man. Uh, and I thought like he teased getting in the ring, which is actually really smart if you think about the strategy of the Royal Rumble. And I was like, this is great. Um, well done there. Uh, Test is out at 10. And he and Boss Man just kind of brawl on the outside until Tess throws him in the ring. Um, Bulldog out at 11 here with jeans. Just that felt awkward. And man, this um, match just really sucked so far. Yeah. Uh, just was not good. Uh, there was a ridiculous amount of low blows in the match, too. Like, wh- what? Like, what is ha- what? Is, what is happening? Like, I don't, I just, I don't know. Gangrel the Vampire is out at 12. Uh, Edge is 13. And so far, only Rikishi has eliminated people. So it was really hard for me to stay focused in the match, man. It was painfully boring. Bob Backlund is the only real surprise you get in the Rumble yeah. at 14. And gym shorts, by the way. Um, man, finally everyone in the ring eliminate Rikishi. Uh, and then Jericho is out at 15 to a huge pop. I would have loved to see him come down to the final end with The Rock. I think that would have been good booking. Probably didn't happen that way, though. We will see. Crash Holly is out at 16. God, dude, I was literally ready for this to be over. Like, at this point, Crash Holly comes out at 16, and that's when I realized, like, 
I feel like I'm ready for the finish, and this is literally halfway. Um, so, yeah, I just I got really down on it. Then China was in at seven, and she eliminated Jericho and then, like, eliminated herself. And so that was all really lackluster and underwhelming. Um, 18 is Farouk. He's in and out super quick because the Mean Street posse jumped him. Like, what? What what the hell is happening here? Like mm-hmm. this whole hodgepodge of the booking here. I mean, mm-hmm. do you have anything to add so far as far as like how this was booked or? Um, I can't blame Bruce because I don't know if it's him or not. I'm not gonna be like you. No. Um. Yeah, man. This is terrible booking. It's one of the worst booked uh Royal Rumble matches I've ever seen. This might be the worst book Royal Rumble matches. Another booking uh thing I'll say I don't like, which is a little skipping further down. I know you're probably gonna get there, but. I won't say who or anything, but I hate people eliminating people after they've already been eliminated. I don't like that. Whether we'll yeah. see or not, they, they, we'll see that later with X-Pac. I, I hate yeah. that. I just uh, one thing I do want to add since I don't want to have to go back to the beginning because you pretty much had on every notes. One of my one of the only other notes that I have from this first half is just how. Um, not into it. The wrestlers were. Everybody was kind yeah. of moving slowly and just didn't know what to do. It was it's probably just all the uh, the pills. X Pac was handing out from his family. Yeah. Guy. Well, don't come on. <laughs> probably, but um, <laughs> no, just no, everybody. I think he laughed on. No, yeah, oh yeah, definitely. But the, <laughs> dude, the crowd was like dead, and the wrestlers were moving like slow, and it almost they they didn't know what to do, and there were uh, just a bunch of jabrones out there that nobody thought was gonna win. Like the first half of this rumble, none of these guys had a chance of winning. I yeah. knew there's yeah. no way any of these yeah. guys are winning the rumble. And no, I agree. Yeah. Even if you like don't know that much about wrestling, it's like. These guys aren't winning. It's like, it was so ridiculous. I hate that. They didn't book it right, dude. You should have had a top guy at the beginning. That's what happens whenever you start the show with two guys like they started the show with. It's like, come on, you gotta, you don't have to start it. You could have had like number three and number four, but it's like nobody was in there. The way people move, like, I remember seeing, I, 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 I didn't write it down, but I remember Edge was in there, or maybe yeah. it was Christian, but both, people both. were in there slow, moving, not doing anything. It's just the booking was terrible of the order and the people that were there. It was, it was really, really bad. But go on if you want to finish, because you you're doing a good rundown of, of the entrances and everything. But, man. Yeah, yeah. So, not okay, ha- yeah. We're going to plow a lot. A lot got really stagnant. This is a, the point yeah. in the match where, like, stagnant the ring just kind of filled up. So it's like 19 was Road Dog, 20 was Al Snow, uh, then Dog eliminate Road Dog eliminates the Bulldog. 21 is Val Venus, and he got a pretty solid pop. I would have liked to see more of a showing from him. He honestly had the most name value at this point, other than maybe Road Dog. Um, but yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, 22 is Prince Albert, well, no, and I will he- say, I will see. Yeah, oh yeah, that's true. I will say that Road Dog was kind of the genius of the match, though. I don't know if you noticed this, but a lot of the times he would just, like, literally hug the bottom rope, like, wrap his leg, like, his ankles and his arms around the bottom rope and just lay right. there and just wait for other people to get eliminated. Like, he would right. just lay. And it's and then, like, JR was like, it's kind of genius. And then, he would, oh, then he would just, like, hug the ring post, like, curl all the way back so he couldn't even get hit. And, That's like, hilarious. Referee, referees were coming up to him, and he was just, like, pushing him away. Like, it was that funny. Like, I was like, That's yeah. and it's such good strategy if you really think about it like yeah if you're yeah, really I mean, trying to win yeah if you're really it's so i i here good shout out 
to a very brilliant wrestling mind in the road dog. He does a lot of good booking these days. Good for you, bro. Keep up the good work. Uh, that popped me for sure. Yeah, man. Me and Mr. James, dude, we, we go way back, dude. We hang out. We're we're good buddies, dude. Good buds, James, good buds, good buds, good buds. James yeah, so, is um, a good guy. 22 is Prince Albert. Um, 23 is Hardcore Holly. And then 24 is The Rock, and the place loses it. Uh, he tosses Boss Man right away. Mr. Ass, Billy Gunn, is out at 25. Uh, Rock tosses Crash, which is ironic because of the promo. 26 is Big Show. Uh, I think that they were expecting more of a pop than the crowd actually gave them. It's like on commentary, they're putting it over like, oh, business just picked up. It's the big show. And it's like, but the crowd's oh just like, God. the crowd's like, oh, okay, um, all right. Uh, and then Bradshaw is out at 27. Kane at 28. This is my favorite version of Kane, by the way. Like the kind of mesh flame uh, gimmick yeah. that he had going on in his, this is the mask. This is just my, my favorite version of him. Uh, 29 is the Godfather, hose and all. And then 30, the coveted 30 spot. Who did they bestow this booking gift upon? Sean Waltman, X. Hey now. Really? Like you that's really your best decision? Like I, I don't I can't understand the mentality of booking X Pac, even at the height of the DX time as number 30 it was really bad uh anyway it comes down to show and rock of course rock gets the win but there was a botched spot uh that's a lot of what the news in the pro wrestling torch was about too um it was supposed to be timed where they went out um at the same time but the hard mm -hmm. cam was they had just had to use the hard cam angle and on the replay all you see is just the hard cam angle angle so it looks like it's big show just goes out and rock climbs back in the ring and he wins yeah uh, but in actuality, and even later on down the line, they they used this a couple weeks after um, to kind of like give Big Show a little TV angle. But yeah, it was a botch. Rock's, Rock's feet actually touched first, which would have mean that, that Big Show won. But yeah, it is what it is. Uh, the Rock wins. I gave this Rumble a half a star. Uh, it's passable just because you give The Rock a victory, and that's the person that you should have put over, obviously. Um but everything else about this match absolutely sucked. What did you think about this one, KJ Cass? Yeah, man, I can't really add too much more. I talked about how I don't like, I didn't like the whole people coming back in after they've already been eliminated and X Pac, you know, was eliminated and then kind of made his way back because he didn't, he wasn't seen to be back in. You know, Austin ended up doing, I hated when Austin did that. Austin won a rumble like that. We'll get to that another day. He won a rumble after he was actually already eliminated. I don't like that. I think that just, that doesn't put you over. Um, I hate that. Uh, I didn't know that aspect. Do you, the, situation you said about the rock but uh, with his feet touching first yeah. uh, i do know that it was very similar to like 95 and 94 it felt like it was kind of a mix of both of the rocks the rock hanging on and flipping himself in from 95 and then i also thought it was very similar to 94 yeah. because of um lex luger and brett hitting at the same time so i felt like they're just they were trying to um, what do they say? Go into the well over and over again, yeah, whatever. One too many but they times, were, yeah. One too many times, man. They were, and they were doing it way too soon. They were doing it way too soon, but I do see what they were doing. They were trying to go into the well and kind of mix them. They were mix. My, my feeling is they were trying to mix 94 and 95 together, but that's only five years later. It's like you, you, you yeah. could do it. And the fact that they ended up doing it again 
five years later, I think 2005 is like when uh, Batista and John yeah. Cena did it. Well, that you was know, an actual like, botch, though. That right. wasn't supposed to happen. That's right. the same, and that's Vince, the same year that uh, Vince tore his quad. Yeah, yeah, yeah one yeah. of the greatest moments in wrestling history when uh, Vince sat on his bottom, and legs yelled. out like a toddler, and yelled, and everybody's looking at him like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> we'll get to that another time. One of the greatest moments ever. Um, yeah, man. Uh, what do you? What did you grade this? I'm giving this thing a D to an F. This is a bad yeah, yeah, rump, yeah, brother. Bad this I is mean, a bad rump. I gave, it, I gave it a D minus. It is passable only because you put the Rock over, and that's the obvious choice. But at yeah. least that's what you did. Yeah, and Rock um, was so ready to be over, and this was his time. Austin's hurt. This was the time of the Rock. It came almost too late. It was like he was like, "Damn it, this is I'm the Rock." I'm ready to be over, and uh, so yeah, you did get that. So it's a it's a good moment for the Rock and the history of the Rock. If you're a fan of the Rock, this is your Royal Rumble because the Rock's finally the man. It sucks that he didn't get a Royal Rumble as good as Sean's Rumble in '95 or '96, um, but uh, you know it is what it, it is what it is. It, it's bad booking. They could have with with what they had could have been a lot better, which sucks. That's kind of why it gets such a bad grade. It's not like they were, you know, 95, you talked about the jabrones that came out. Man, they're they're dealing with what they had. They're trying to put a rumble together with what they have. This is 95. Yeah. You, can, you can't really fault them at it. And they ended up putting one, together one of the greatest Royal Rumbles of all time with a creative finish. The first time that's ever happened was Sean starting at the beginning ending with bulldog who started and ended and then sean holding on bulldog's music's going sean you know it's a whole thing it's awesome and and then the whole thing with pamela anderson that was great yes you got jacob and eli blue and um adam bomb and and all those guys this rumble though is more of a fault to the world wrestling federation you got guys like xbox kane mabel whoever all these guys are in this match you could, it was just bad booking. You you don't have to. You can do it with Jabrones. They did it in '95. Yeah. But to start the match the way they did, dude, with those guys all the way like 15 people in, yeah. really bad. No, dude. yeah, it's yeah, bad it's just, bad way. You should they should they this, uh, they, this Royal Rumble makes me want to drink. Yeah, and I what vodka? What beer? Tequila? What? Well, hey, Ted, I'm going to go. I'm not going to shoot deer. I just want to look at them over at my ranch. You know, we got to make sure we're going to go up in the helicopter and make sure that we got enough deer because I, I named one Big Bertha, and I'm going to wait three more years before I kill it. Shout out to all my uh, Steve Austin podcast. Old fans. school Steve all Austin. Right. Oh, nice. yeah. I'm going to my tequila. I got a good tequila recipe. My good uh, the Stone Cold tequila recipe. Oh, hell yeah. Margarita, um, margarita, stone cold margarita. Uh, margarita, broken you skull know, margarita. But you put, you put the tequila. I've been drinking my margarita, so I, I meant you put the tequila in the margarita, and that makes the broken skull margarita. Give me a hell yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yes. What do you give this show? What do you give this show, man? Uh, what you know, I actually enjoyed most of the singles matches on this show. Um, but the rumble was so bad that it drug the overall down. So it got a two and a half star rating for me, which is going to be about a C plus, maybe a B minus. The only thing that really would give it in the B world is because of that Triple H and Cactus Jack. The rest of it was had some good moments, uh, but overall that Rumble just really put a damper 
uh, on the show. So, yeah, I'm going to go with two and a half stars on this one, KG Cass. Well, let me tell you something. Oh, wait. That was almost uh, Hogan. Well, let me tell you something, Mean Gene. Um, let me tell you something, dude. Dude. Um, <laughs> thinking, thinking, think. Cream of the. Oh, yeah. Um, I was pretty indecisive this whole show, given, you know, is it this or this? This is this. But I'm not on my final grade. I'm going to give it a C minus. C minus. Final grade. You don't get anything else. C minus. I didn't like a lot of the show. A lot of the grades were in between the average matches. Great world title match, but other than that, man, I don't I don't think this show got it done. I wouldn't recommend it. I don't like it. It's crazy because it gets such a low grade, and I say I don't recommend it, but such pivotal moments, man, um, with Austin winning the Rumble, and it's just it, good things. It's a good show to skim through. If that makes any sense. Good show to skim through. but Good um, show to skim through. You could quote me on that, but I'm going to give it a C-. Yeah. Okay, Don't sit down okay. and watch the whole thing, but it's a one to, you should know about it. Yeah, yeah, you should know about it. It was, it was iconic. It. You know, The Rock wins the Rumble. That's You don't even have to watch the match, but that's, that's noteworthy. Just know, hey, um, won the Rumble. Yeah, just know that The Rock <laughs> won the Rumble. That means anything to you. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. That is going to conclude this week's nostalgia episode. Cass. I, I kind of enjoyed this uh, dive back 20 years ago, man. I mean, I've been wanting to do the show for a while now. I'm glad I finally convinced you to watch Cactus Jack and Triple H. That's really hey. what this is all about. So. I liked it. I really enjoyed it. A little pissed Shawn Michaels wasn't there, but maybe we'll get him on a show sooner or later. Who knows? Maybe we'll get him. Who knows? What have we got coming up? Okay, so coming up, we have... Do you know? Yeah, actually we have a new current show. So today is uh, today is the Royal Rumble 2000, and it is the day before Valentine's Day. So thank you for joining us before you go hang out with uh, your, your loved one. Um, yeah, or you probably are listening to this on Valentine's Day. As you're Day. having so Thank sex. you for... Yeah, oh, please. I feel like what? this is exactly what you want to hear with what just happened? like meat slapping in the background. It's just hey like now. our voices. Hey now. Hey now. Like, what? Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, so next week is going to be um, NXT TakeOver Portland. We have a new TakeOver to cover. I'm really, really pumped about that. I haven't been able to just do a. St- We've never done a standalone NXT show. So uh, that's going to be cool the to cover. First time we did a standalone WWE show. That's true. That's true. It's the first. Oh, it is. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Never done a lot of standalone. So shows. since there's not really going to be a bunch of dirt sheet stuff about Portland, we're gonna make our own. Yeah. Oh no. Come on. This isn't Friday. That's not. That's not. We're not. We're not focused. Um. Yeah. Okay. So then the following week, we're gonna give you another list. Since you guys tend to like those shows, on February the 27th, you will be getting. The top wrestling video games of all time. This is going to be our pop culture episode that we kind of give um, a spin, um, you know, with a little bit of a wrestling flavor in there. So I'm really excited yeah. to do that one. The top 10 wrestling video games of all time. Pass. Give me your thoughts on that one. I can't wait. I love video games. I love wrestling. I'm going to give you guys my take on it. 
And uh, yeah, can't wait. Let's, uh, what do we got after that? What's I don't I forgot. What's after okay. that one? So March fifth is this is the one to circle in your calendar, boys and girls. Uh, it will be the weekend following both WWE Super Showdown 2020 and AEW Revolution 2020. So we will be doing kind of like the old format uh, from last season, but it's two uh, main roster current shows. Uh, with AEW going head-to-head against WWE, that's always good for business. I am yeah. super pumped about that one. And then, yeah. the following week, I've you know, me and Cass kind of talked about it, and I want to keep it a surprise here. But this past weekend, the XFL debuted. Uh, and we loved it. We had a great time. I actually went, and me and drove my family out to the KG Cass's castle, and we watched... Uh, we watched some XFL and we really, really enjoyed it. And we talked yes. about this. I would love yes. the XFL. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So we do. We love the XFL already after week one. So what we're gonna do on March the 12th? It's gonna be about halfway through their season. Um, so we're actually gonna do an XFL mid-season wrap-up. We're gonna talk about all the games, the players that we liked how the yeah. league is doing, what we love about football. Um, that'll be the first time we've ever done like a, a current sports show. How do you feel about doing that? Yeah. I like the sports. I'm good with it. No, you like I'm excited. Football? That was, uh, yeah, we kind of both talked about that. I kind of texted you and uh, I just, yeah, it, it feels like we got to do it. It feels like a lot of the fans of the XFL, surprisingly, are WWE fans. Hey, oh, one one point, that, what, one quick point. We were watching on Sunday, a guy in the XFL actually punched a, another guy in the, in the in the chin and got eliminated from the from the game. Yeah. And so the referee goes, "Yeah, this this guy is is uh, eliminated, whatever." And the crowd started going, "Na na 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 na." And all I could think of is, "Do the na 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 song, na na na." Ah, yeah, good shot. Oh, damn. So I was like, oh my God, all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, all these, I was wondering why there were so many people in the crowd, because there were just Vince supporters, people who love WWE and love Vince, so if you like the WWE and you like what we're talking about, you're probably supporting NXT, or NXT, XFL, like we are, and NXT, both, really, Um, that's why we support all of it, uh, because of uh, our savior, Vince McMahon, so, um, yeah, I, I can't... Wait, it gives us a reason to watch it even more, but I was going to watch it anyway because I'm uh, I'm a man. I can't believe how good it is. Great football in the XFL. So that's going to oh, be fun. Yeah. about it, man. Uh, no, All right. No, uh, no. Sorry. Yeah, that's that's our cue. You can actually cue that music for our, our outro. <laughs> there it is. This week. There it is. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Give us a big thumbs up on all of our social medias at kfabecom. That's K-A-Y-F-A-B-E-C-O-M. Be sure to leave us a five-star review and catch us every week. Please keep telling your friends we love you so much. That's going to do it for us. Good evening. Hey, now. <laughs>